you. <laughs> yeah, close. I had to close a bunch of shit out on my phone. I ain't gonna knock you out whatever. <clears throat> yo, yo. Yo, back and back, back again. Back again, Dope Kids, episode two. Big two, Chief Kamachi. North Philly Zone, up in the building. Yes, sir. How you feeling out today, bro? Um, I'm, I'm feeling good, brother. I'm feeling pretty good. Yes, sir. Only way to feel, right? <laughs> Anything else to have us in the hospital? Right about that, Chief. Shit, yeah, so, um, yeah, so we, you know, tonight we picking up on, um, following up on, uh, part one, you know what I mean, I was getting, getting into my history, coming up in the game, you know what I'm saying, early on, and, um, yeah, man, so, uh, we left off talking about, um, me working with my homies, um, Big Mel, Darren E. Johnson that was at Rush Management, you know what I'm saying, took me under the wing, really schooled me to the game, you know what I'm saying, um, on the business side of things, but backtracking just a little bit, um, just how I really got my recording skills up, you know what I'm saying, was my man Peanut, you know what I'm saying, who was down in North Philly at the time, and um, my man Mikey Raw. Um, a couple other bulls I went to school with. We was all like in the eighth grade, I think, at the time. And they was actually already recording, you know what I'm saying? So then one day, okay. yeah, yeah. So one day they took me to Peanut Crib, you know what I'm saying? Peanut had the turntables and everything. They was already doing mixtapes and like mixtape songs and shit like that already. So what, that what, what kind of what kind of vibe as far as the music was they on? Was they on some some kid and play shit or some NWA? Oh, no, like no, what nah, was, nah, we was all on. You know, we was just on that hard shit. At the time, and remember this, you know, with Onyx and them, this around the group era where it's like a lot of groups, four people in the group and shit like that. So, and I mean, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so, you know, matter of fact, um, uh, what's his name? They had just dropped the Bulls from Boston. What was their group called? Um, the Made Man? Benzino, Benzino and them group. Benzino and them group. What's that first group called? Um, they had R- RSO or something. So you yeah, get yeah, the Almighty RSO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So around that time, um, Almighty RSO had just dropped like one with a bullet. I think that's what that single was called. But I remember that was like just coming out because we had the 12 inch up in the studio. You know, <laughs> so it's around that time frame. Uh, you know what I mean? So Peanut was the only one who had a studio. Peanut had equipment. You know what I mean? He was already, you know, they was already recording tapes. Man, it might be raw. Um, man, Garfield, uh, who else? Um, man, it was a bunch of us. Uh, man, um, my man had, we called him Hit a Beat, you know what I'm saying? Because he used to always beatbox with his hands and shit, so we called him Had, you know what I mean? Oh, sure, for Hit a Beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My man Poncho, you know what I mean? Poncho stuttering ass, you know what I mean? So it was, it was a whole poem. My man Fat Rain Reds. You know what I mean? R.I.P. the Red. So it was a whole gang of us, you know what I mean, back then. But they took me in the group, Out that group of guys that you was talking about, like, was anybody, like, in that group of people you thought, like, God damn, this motherfucker is hot. He, he, he should be able to make it. At that time, um, who was the hottest? I mean, we was all kind of pretty much on the same level at that time, I think. You know what I mean? Nobody really kind of stood out more than anybody else, you know what I mean? But like okay. Mikey Raw, yeah, Mikey Raw could rap. 
Kareem was hot. My man Riz was hot. Um, yeah, it was it was a, it was a lot of us. Though. It was a lot of us at that time, and we was you know trying to get it together. But um, they introduced me to Peanut, so you know I started going to Peanut Crib. Peanut lived right around the corner from me, so Peanut had the infamous third floor. You know that we all came through. Major figures like everybody in North Philly had been through this studio. So you know I'm coming there when I'm in like the eighth grade. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah, so that's why I really got my first taste of recording that was with Peanut. You know what I'm saying? So was you and, was you intimidated was you intimidated by going to that particular studio? No, 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 because we was all still young. Peanut was only a couple years older than us, so Peanut was probably okay. like 17, 18. and then he had a group too called Three Men and a Sampler with my man Art. Art was a little bit older than us, and Art was hot too. And then. Um, of a boy named Marcus Graham. Mark was um Mark was a part of the major figures, a part of setting that up on the business side of stuff too, back in the day. So they was they had a group already too, you know what I mean? So now nah, it was just all love, you know what I mean? <clears throat> it was all us. So we, we was young boys, so we was just hyped to just be in there rapping, you know what I mean? So you talk about eighth grade. You know what I'm saying? So we in the studio, you know what I'm saying? That's why so that's why I really first got that taste of the whole recording and what the hell ad libs was and all that shit. I remember being in the studio. It's like, all right, we're gonna do the back rubles. I was like, what the hell is y'all talking about? <laughs> right. Like, was Coming up. About? You had no clue all that to make Yeah, it yeah, yeah. We ain't have no clue all that shit went into um, actually making a song. So, you know, that's where I really learned, you know what I mean? Dice Raw was down to roots. He came through there. Everybody came through Peanut Creek. You know what I mean? Back in the day, you know what I mean? So shout out to Nut. You know what I'm saying? That's my whole head, you know what I'm saying? To this day, you know what I mean? Seen him not too long ago. But um, good dude, good dude. But um, that's where the recording started at. And so um, right after that, um, so along, along the lines when I get the first deal, right? So I signed a deal in the hospital and all that. But the songs, right? This is what I, this is what I forgot. The songs that I performed, right in the back of the Cadillac for the fucking fat mob ball, right? <laughs> they was recorded by my man, Mac G, right? Okay. Wow. So Mac G was from 24th and uh, Master, right? He was from okay. down Lumber, right? He's from Master Street. And I met him through my man T. Raddick, right? T. Raddick was a young, wild, getting money hustler, right? get money and I met T Raddick around the way just out you know what I'm saying with the guys and shit you know I used to see him around a while then so one day we was rapping he heard me rap and so I was freestyling the story shit running through the alleyways and all that shit boom 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 he just loved that shit T Raddick was probably about 16 17 at the time and he was like yo I'm gonna take you down and meet my man Mac I was like yeah he's like I'm taking you to the studio right T Raddick already driving he got cars and all this shit you know what I'm saying? I'm I, I thinking he's working for the old heads. The old heads work for him. So we driving <laughs> around. Yeah, we driving around. And I'm thinking he's picking, he dropping money off and he picking the money up. You know? <laughs> you know yeah, I know that had to fuck up as a young boy, too. Yeah, yeah. T Raddick from down like 29th and Thompson. So um, T Raddick took me down, met Mac G. Mac G was down 24th and Master, you know what I'm saying? So I come to Mac G, they introduced me to Mac G. Mac G fall in love with, you know what I'm saying? And, and Mac G was, was making beats on the SP-12 at the time. He had the big ass floppy disc and shit in the basement, you know what I mean? Crazy shit. He had some hot special shit at that time. 
Yeah, he ain't had no money. Mac G was working like a, he was like a janitor at the time, but he had equipment. You know, <laughs> he, he made he made that shit happen. He made it happen. So Mac G, man, me and Mac G started getting it in. I'd be like, I used to come there after school. So now I'm in mansion. So I get out of school. What we thought we get out of school like three o'clock, right? So let's say every Wednesday I would meet with Mac. I go over the bridge and I'm at Mac crib at like four o'clock. He getting off of work and that's when we have our sessions. You know what I'm saying? So I would, yeah, I would go to Mac G crib after school and record. Like every Wednesday, like Thursday, we had like set up days where I would go down there and record. You know what I mean? And Mac G would make the beat right there on the spot, ten minutes, literally, like literally. Like Mac G sit there, bing, 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 and that's it, beat done, and I record. I mean, he'd do it that quick. Like it wasn't. It was crazy how this boy used to produce. And I still never really, I you know, I still never really seen producers put it together that quick like he used to. Do. I'm talking about ten minutes, man. And Mac G got a beat cracking, and we recorded. Was he, was he was he making it from scratch or making was he from scratch? scratch? No, he's making it from scratch. That's Mac a bad he's making, Yeah, he's making it from scratch. So yes, yeah, so I used to so a lot of them. Those so those songs that got my first deal was produced by Mac G, right? And so that's when I, you know, that's when I really, really started getting good. You know, I knew that because the other groups that was coming through there from North Bloody Tribe of Murder was another group from down that way. You know, I mean, shout out to Lil Mac. You know, what I'm saying his brother Nod. He was, they was, um, they they was already in the mix, so they would hear my songs and shit when I was a young boy. Like, yo, who that? And Mac would be playing the shit we was doing. So my name was getting around just because of the dudes coming to the studio that was hearing me when I was a young boy. You know, what I'm right. saying. So, um, so then, you know, so T Raddick introduced me to Mac. Then T Raddick was connected to this big drug bull. Um, I ain't gonna say his name, but he was a big bull from down, uh, from down, from down North Philly, down the Badlands. And um, so I used to go with T Raddick. You know what I mean? Go meet the OG. OG blessings, couple of hours. Boom, 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 boom. And then, you know what I mean? You know, we'd be out riding around. You know, this and this and that, right? So, so eventually. Uh, you know, pull a bunch of songs racked up. One day, Mac G was like, "Man, we gotta get a mixing board. Man, we gotta start getting these songs mixed better." So, Mac G, T. Raddick, take a ride down to uh, A Street Music, which was on Eleventh and Arch at the time, right? It's like a big Chinese restaurant there now. And um, Mac G sitting out. I mean, Mac G sitting out in the car. T. Raddick goes into the music store, right? And at the time, he had all the mixing boards like on the side of the wall. It's lined up, the drum machine, everything lined up the whole wall of the store. The sales boys turn their head for a split second. T. Raddick picks up a 24 track mixing board and he walks out the store with it. Get the fuck out of here. Yes, sir. Word is born. He picks up a 24 track mixing board. He pull it right off the rack. He walks out the front door and he meet Mac at the corner. They throw that shit in the car and we had that shit at the studio. That they ain't try to they ain't try to cover the they motherfucker. Up. No, no, no. That was he yeah. couldn't cover it up. His 24 track mixing board. Ain't nothing to cover. He ain't had nothing. He pulled it off the rack. That's some gutsy shit. That's gutsy, yeah. there, man. Yeah, that's how we got the mixing board. So now we got the 24 track. It's on now. Everything sounded good. Yeah, T Raddy pulled that shit right off. You know what I mean? That's how we used to get down back in the day. Gravy snatches. You know what I mean? He pulled that shit right off the rack, walked right out the store with a titty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shit, man. Yeah, T Raddy was a hell of a god, boy. 
know what I mean? RIP to North Philly legend T Radic. But T Radic really connected me to the producer who really got me in position later on. You know what I'm saying? And um, then Mac G, you know, after that, Mac G went on to work for, um, work with Bloodline, with DMX, and the whole nine. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so Peanut, Mac G, they was the first, first producers that I worked with. You know what I'm saying? But Peanut was really the godfather. You understand what I'm saying? Like, all, all homage to Peanut, because Peanut, was like, I mean, oh man, I could never really explain it. Like, we spent so much time on the third floor together, you know what I mean? Just listening to hip hop and just dissecting songs, and you know what I mean? Just it was just invaluable, you know what I mean? Right. You know, what we learned at that time <clears throat> from being around Peanut, you know what I'm saying? Marcus Graham and, you know, and the other old heads who came through, you know what I mean? At the time, we had an old head named Rockmine, and um, Rockmine was, you know, he was uh, paralyzed. And um, he used to live around the corner. And so what they used to do was, they would take, I remember they took me, I remember they took me, it was like, listen, Rockman said, you hot, you hot. But if Rockman don't co-sign it, then you know what I mean? Then you ain't it. So he take me to meet Rockman, Rockman in the, in the bed, he paralyzed, he laying in the bed, and he, you know, he in the living room. So, you, so you, you knew the old head word Weighed a lot, yeah. so yeah, knowing yeah, that, yeah, yeah. you was you nervous about performing? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That yeah, shit yeah. made you a break. You yeah, break, break. Yeah. But but it was funny because because Rockman Rockman was paralyzed. He was in the wheelchair. He was in the bed. Like Rockman was in the bed, laying down, chilling. And he just gave me this look. I never forget it, right? And uh, Pino was like, yeah, you know, he, 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 you know, he think he think he can spit, you know what I mean? Rockman put you right on the spot. All right, let me hear something, yeah. You know what I mean? I spit something, and Rockman gave me the A-OK, you know what I mean? And he's like, nah, he good, he good, he good. And I was like, wow, I said, that's what's up, you know what I mean? So that that was kind of like an initiation, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you like getting the blessing yeah, from yeah, my yeah, boss. Yeah, yeah, because he knew hip-hop. Right. He knew hip hop, you know what I'm saying? He was a break dancer, he was into the culture and they respected him. Yeah, they respected his opinion like that. It, it hold a lot of weight, you know what I mean? So yeah, I, I had to, you know, I had my formal introduction. They were like, yeah, he said he good. He said Chief good. He said he good. And I was like, then that was that, you know what I mean? And um <clears throat> yeah, so yeah, it was it was some it was quite a journey, you know what I mean? But it was it was it was something, it was dope. That shit was dope back then. Just the whole what, what, what was your first song or yeah like what was your first song that was put on wax hmm. the first song that I put on wax was at war it wasn't my soliloquy was it nah it was at, at uh, war with self yeah that was the first drawing and that was the 12 inch um so wrong yeah, that shit back to the fucking hood yeah 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 war with self that was the first joint and it was really kind of the first islamic song kind of like the niggas that really kind of heard you know saying there was philly like because you know everybody philly is muslim right and that was like right. the first that was one of the first songs that niggas heard where you know we was talking about you know somebody was really talking about orthodox islam and that that nobody really never heard that before at the time and so, and the really funny thing, the song came to me. I woke up in the middle of the night one night, like three in the morning, and the hook came to me. Wow. Uh, I remember. 
but um, my man Kaz, who I met at the label up in New York, they was a, they was another group that got signed, right? So when I got signed to the label with the Fat Mafia boy, um, the other group that they picked besides me was this group called Momentum, and they was from Southwest Philly, right? And it was they was the only white boys, right? They ever performed at club dances. Yeah, they was hot. Yeah, yeah, Momentum was hot. And my man Jude, Kaz, and then the producer, oh, Val, I think his name was Val. Sal Val. I don't know, I don't know why I can't remember. They was a third, he was like they produced a DJ. And then the rappers was Kaz and my man Jude. So they put a 12 ounce with the label, which was Lever Records, right? It's called Momentum. They had this song called uh, Frequency. So it's probably on YouTube too. You probably can find a lot of that shit now. And they was um they was a second group. So they actually put them in front of me because they was like, all right, we're gonna break these white balls. This is a novelty right here. You know what I mean? They was Philly white balls from Philly. You know what I'm saying? And right. it wasn't a lot of white rap groups at that time. So they put me to the side and put them, put them up. Especially not coming the fuck out of Philly. Yeah, 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 especially not coming out of Philly. So they was looking at it from, you know, they was looking at it from a grab bag standpoint. So they was like, all right, we're gonna take the white bulls. We're gonna probably be able to get this popping. This is definitely different. And so they put me on the back burner for them. So then he pressed up the 12 inch, boom, 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 boom. That shit didn't work out that well. <laughs> so that whole shit fell apart. And in the mix of it, right, I was trying to get songs done. And so my manager, Ed, took me to meet Kaz, right? Kaz was in Southwest. He took me to meet Kaz to, you know, try to get some beats or whatever to try to, you know, I mean, get some more songs done. Then me and Kaz developed a relationship. So now me and Kaz got a relationship. Now Kaz grouped and fell apart. Now Kaz kind of like doing his own thing, hustling over here and there, boom, 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 boom. Right? So then, now when you, Kaz, when, you got, when you got with Kaz, was the idea to to do a song together or form a group or was it something just totally nah, different? Nah, nah, because I was already doing songs myself. So a lot of it was like he was doing his thing. He just wanted to produce. Kaz was done with rapping. Okay, so he just, just wanted to produce. He just wanted to, you know, he just wanted to produce at that time. He was really getting into music, and he just wanted to produce. So it was like, yo, so Cash started getting equipment together, and me and him start hooking up and doing songs. You know what I mean? So War with Self was like one of the first songs we did, and um, that's that's what we pressed up. So. Um, we had recorded a bunch of stuff, so then uh, I was like, yo, let's start a label. So one day I was sitting in the crib, and I was like, yo, Ready Rock Records or something like that. And he's like, oh, that's it. So we started the label Ready Rock Records, you know what I mean? So that was the first, like, indie label that I started with somebody. It was me and Cass. It was just me and him sitting in the crib, southwest in the basement, you know what I mean? So I came up with Ready Rock Records and shit, and we had War with Self. We had a bunch of other songs, but... We had that song, and then um, he's like, yo, we're going to press this shit up. Boom, 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 boom. So one day, we go up, we go to Disc Makers, and so we introduce me to my man, Jack Buggy, right? Jack Buggy. So now we up in Disc Makers and shit, getting either we got, you know, ordering them, up to order the wax and the seed, you know, how did I ask? No, tape, it was tapes and vinyl, right? So we come up there, and, you know, boom, 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 they tally everything up, so... Jack was like, yo, you know, how much, you know, how much y'all need? So I think it was like 1700 or something like that. Man, Jack pulls the money out of his sock in the office. 
Old gangster. He goes in his sock, he pull his pants up, he go in his sock and pull out a knot. Just count off like 15, 16 hundred to pay for everything. Damn. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's my that's my OG right there. So yeah, so that's how that's how that first single came about. And um yeah, so that was like my was my first time on wax and then that shit just started getting around. And the craziest thing, when I knew, when I knew that I had something though, you know, we could actually do something one day. And you know, Jay Ski, right? Jay Ski was like, you know, Jay Ski family, right? You know, heavy Philly radio. If you if you from Philly, right, you right. know Jay Ski, you don't know. Jay Ski was actually playing my music on the radio. All right? Wow. So Jay Ski is slipping my songs in, right? So one day, coming down South Street one night, me and my man, right? We just walking down the street. Matter of fact, it was me and Rob. Me and Rob walking down a block. We coming up South Street, going towards Broad Street. So BMW stopped where, right where we was at, right? Like a blue BMW. Bull hops out the BMW, right? And he runs over to me. He's like, Chief. And I was like, yo, what's up? He was like, yo, nigga, I just got out of jail. He said, man, that song that you got, like, yo, I needed that to help me carry through my whole bid. And I was like, huh? That's, man, that's some powerful shit right there. I was like, what? He was like, I was like, he was like, man, I didn't even know how he even knew who I was. I didn't have no pictures or none of that shit. Like, I didn't, I, I still don't know, had no clue how he knew that I was chief. But he just hopped out. I hopped right out. He's like, yo, bro, I needed that. Like, I appreciate you. This and this and that. I was froze. Life I was changed. standing there stuck. Yeah, I was standing there stuck. But if it wasn't for Jay Ski playing that shit, then nobody would die. So these niggas standing in there. They hearing this nigga, they hearing me. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, shout out to Jay fucking Ski, nigga. You know what I mean? Because Jay yeah, Ski, no, you know what I mean? He ain't had to do that. <laughs> yeah, he ain't oh, had to do that. He ain't asked for the money, none of that shit. Yeah, little Jay Ski just love the music to this day, you know what I mean? That's my brother right there, man. But Jay Ski, um, yeah, he cracked the waves open for me. But that was when I knew I was like, wow, like that it was crazy. That shit that shit messed with me for a couple days after that. Cause I couldn't figure out how he knew who I was. And he just walked up to me, hopped out the car, he just stopped traffic, hopped out the BMW, was like, Chief. Like, yeah, Chief, come on. I was like, yo, what's up? He's like, yo, that song you got, I love it. Like, thank you, I just got out of jail, boom, boom, boom. That shit helped me through my whole bit. I was like, what? And I, I just was perplexed. And, I, and then it was like, okay, I, I got something here. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I was like, I got something. And that's when I knew that song was pure. It was, the mix was fucking horrible. We ain't know how to do shit. <laughs> right, when you, when yeah. you was the song was it a song that you was putting out so everybody could understand or personal personal for yourself it was personal it was me going through that war with myself so it was personal you know what I mean the brothers connected with it too because they understood it you know what I mean the brothers was coming over to Islam and they going with that war band and doing it you know what I mean so and it wasn't no songs like that they no rappers had no songs like that so and the, the reason the reason that I asked that because a lot of artists will make songs just for just to make some fucking money a lot of them want personal songs you know what I mean some of that shit is therapeutic man 
yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that was my medicine, you know what I mean? So it became some other people's medicine too, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 you just don't ever know. But that's when I knew. That's when I knew. Like when he and the funny thing was the bull. When I remember who he was, though, I do remember him. He was one of the. He was from uh, Chester, and when I thought when I when I reflected on, I remember him. He was one of the best battle rappers from Chester, and I used to see him at the rap battles. But he still didn't know who I was. I used to just play the wall. You know what I'm saying? I played the wall. I was studying, right? I was studying. I always was at every show, but I studied everybody. Nobody knew who I was, but I knew who everybody else was. So I remember him. I said, I know him. That's the boy from Chester. But how he knew who I was, I still don't know to this day. All he had was that song. But when he seen me, you knew that was me. He knew that was my song. And I don't know how. To this day, I don't know how he knew that. Is it is it possible that he remembered you from seeing you at oh, one of the shows? Nope, nope. He would have never known because I didn't handle no music out and I never rapped at the shows. I just was there as a fan because I wasn't ready yet. Wow. <laughs> so I'm there. Yeah, I'm there as a fan. So nobody knows who I am. For real, for real. You understand what I'm saying? Nobody knows who I am at this time. So that was like the first. That's it shocked me. You know what I mean? I still think about that shit to the day because I could never figure out how he knew that that was me. Like, how did he know I was? He just, it was. I was walking down the street. He just hopped. I was like, "Yo, Chief," and I was like, "Yeah." He said, "Man, that song that wore itself better than that." I was like, "Oh shit!" Like really? And then that was it. You know what I mean? That's when I knew. And it's like, okay, it's time to turn it up now. That shit was mixed horrible. Every all everything about that shit was bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that shit was mixed horrible. That shit was mixed fucking horrible. I hate listening to that shit to this day. We ain't care though, because when you when you just doing it out of passion and you doing it don't matter. It ain't gotta be yeah. perfect. You know what I mean? Fuck it. Just get it out there. You put that yeah. shit put that shit together, motherfucker just was happy and surprised to see somebody bring a fucking record to you. Yeah, yes sir. You know what I mean? So that, you know, so that's how that went down. And that was a start of Ready Rock, you know, with me and Kaz. And then I started working with Sat One, right? White boy Sat, graffiti legend. Sat, I, I met Sat, I think, through Kaz too. And I was about 15 and shit. And Sat, you know, Sat got the studio. He up in Manio, right? Which is up Ridge Avenue, right? He's up Ridge Avenue. So I go up there with Sat. And then Sat reproduced me too, right? And so, um, so shout out to Sat One too, because Sat took me and took me and got me to a certain place too. So Peanut, Mac G, Sat One, and Kaz One. They was like, that's the four, they the four horsemen. Okay. In, my, in, in, the, in the beginning of my story. Those are the four horsemen right there. You know what I mean? <laughs> now, now com coming up a, a little bit more. How how did you get involved with doing a song with Guru? So, um, all right. So, so we got a couple projects. So by the time then, um, let's go back. I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up to that. I'll bring it up. I'll, I'll bring it up to we'll speed it up to that. So, in between that time, all right. So I got. Um, so now I'm, I'm on stuff, I'm around, you know what I mean? That war with stuff is out. Um, and um, before we get there, I had the song, The Meaning with AG, all right? So, okay. so all right, so that's the next single to come. The 
next thing would have come is with AG, the meaning, right? And and on the flip side, now nutrition with Last Emperor, right? So for those who know it, Last Emperor was just a sign of aftermath. He was just really coming off the run with Dre and them, you know what I mean? Boom, boom, boom at that time. And um, and you know, AG is AG, you know what I'm saying? So right. um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I remember one day Cash came through and was like, yo, I think I gotta connect. I think I can get something from AG. Like, I was like, yeah. And honestly, like, I was like, all right, cool. Like, you know what I mean? All right, let's do it. It wasn't, I wasn't too hyped about it. You know what I mean? It wasn't, I wasn't too hyped about it, but it was like, all right, you know what I mean? If this can get us further, let's get it done. You know what I mean? So um, we got the verse from AG, you know what I mean? Boom, boom, boom. I dropped my shit on it. And then we dropped that single. You know what I mean? Recorded down at Larry Gold studio. Legendary Larry Gold showed us love, crazy. We was like one of the first indie groups to ever even record in that studio because we had the money. Cash was getting money. <laughs> we had money. You know what I mean? Cash was in the game, so you know, Cash, Cash was a young Turk. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cash, a young Turk. You know what I mean? So, you know, we had money. We had money to be in there. We was one of the only independent groups you see in there with the whole studio for 24 hours. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Kev, we rented seven to seven. You know what I mean? Seven to seven. Seven to seven. That's how we used to do it all night. We all that's, night. That's, all that's been because you really had to pay for the studios back then. Yeah, uh, never paid for studio ever back then. Never. I never came out of my pocket to pay for studio time ever. I mean, Kaz, didn't Kaz pay for the shit? Yeah, yeah Kaz paid for it. That's what yeah, that's I was taking care of. All I had to do was be an artist. Yeah, just you know show up. Yeah, all I do is just show up and do my job. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, so we did that record down there, boom, and then that was the next single. Then, in the mix of that, right? Still no album, though, right? Still no album. There's songs here, singles and stuff, boom, boom, boom. Was, no it, was, was it any talks to do an album? You, you know what it was? Kaz always was hit or miss with the beats. So, you know, Kaz was, Kaz was more hip-hop than hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Like he was a head in his head, he was really a good producer, but he wasn't really a good producer. <laughs> so Cam had fifty beats. Yeah, in, in your opinion, what was what was he lacking? He didn't had a he didn't I mean, he could get it he could get the beat done, but yeah, it was the technical stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What was it? It was like the technical stuff. It was a lot of little stuff, especially for the kind of production that was out at that time. So it needed to really match. It needed to really be matching what we was hearing, you know what I mean? But you right. know, he, he was young coming up too. So I made the best out of it and he did too. So out of maybe 40 Jones, I might pick five. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like that. It was like, I don't like that. I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. And then not, and then, and not to take away that I'm an asshole when it comes to picking beats and shit like that, too. So, you know, I'm already anal. I'm already an asshole. I already don't fucking like shit. So, that'd be some shit for me or at least connect with what I'm trying to do. So, like, all right, I don't like that. Yeah. Man, I don't like that. Nah, you fucking mad, man. Come on, just rap. Like, nah, I'm not rapping over that shit. Do something else. So well, he's you know, trying always to just, <laughs> Yeah, that's how producers are though. Producers always got what they think is hot. And they can't get on that. I'm like, that shit corny. It don't fit what I'm trying to do. Even if it's hot, right. it's not hot to me. It's hot. Give it to somebody else. I don't want it. And I've always been vocal about that. I never did. If it ain't me, it ain't me. I don't care what they say. 
You know what I mean? I know what I could do and I know what I want to do. So I always was no, that's that. it's a, another artist yeah. might get that shit motherfucker get yeah, like turning yeah, yeah. uh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm like I ain't rapping over that. Damn <laughs> <laughs> okay, like I right, this motherfucker. <laughs> but then we will always pull something out the cut, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, right. So you know we got that cracking and shit. And then uh so then, you know, dropped a couple more 12 inches and shit. Melee Sparks, you know what I mean? Baby Black had a joint with us. Um, then uh, we moved the show to California. Now, when you got out of California, I know that had to be a whole different experience for you. You want to talk yeah. about that? Yeah, we got out of California. Crazy thing about California, where we was at, right? We was around a bunch of Armenians. And he was cool, like my man um, Cav, you know what I'm saying, he Italian. And then we were with my man, um, oh man, well, I'm going blank on his name and shit. Um, so it was three of us out there. I'm the only black boy. <laughs> oh, shit. You know I mean? So I'm walking around and looking crazy. Yuri, Yuri Dutton, right? Yuri, I can't forget Yuri because Yuri put the distribution and all that shit together for us out there. So he was working for distributor ground level distributions out there in um, California at the time. So Yuri handled all the distribution and all that shit for us and, you know, put all the make sure that we got where we needed to be at. And um, so me, Yuri, Kaz, and so Yuri and Kaz got the crib. I'm out there. And um, when I came out to record the album, right, just Kaz and had the beats ready. It wasn't. So I stayed out there for a while and just really didn't get nothing done. I just couldn't get the album done. You know what I'm saying? So the time, the time that you was out there, was you looking for new producers or new beats, or you just was chilling, waiting for him? I mean, waiting for him, man. I was just sitting around smoking good weed all day. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm smoking good weed all day, every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? <coughs> we, we in the weed game heavy at this time, so. So um, I come back to Philly, and um, so Kaz, Kaz tries to meet Kaz, you know, he try to make a move, right? So he put a play together, you know what I mean? Got about like 700 pounds in the garage, waiting to bring it back to Philly. I don't even know this because he don't tell me, right? Kaz. That's some crazy shit right there. Yeah, so Kaz go make the move, and then he get caught. Mmm. Get caught in Texas with all the way. All right. You get caught with all the way to Texas, right? So now I'm shook because I just came on the bus from Philly out there a couple weeks. So I don't even know what's going on. All right. You know what I mean? I'm like, ah, shit, we hot. Boom, 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 boom. I don't know. We about to get indicted. I don't know what's going on. You understand what I'm saying? So I had to fall back. It, you know what I mean? I had to fall back at the time because I ain't, I ain't even know. I said, well, what the hell? Well, I ain't even know he was doing it. Like, that's like, I ain't know. I ain't telling you he was about to do it. Yeah, yeah. But this is where I find out. So after years later, when I talked, they told me he was trying to surprise me. Wow. He said, I was trying to surprise you, nigga. I was going to pop up at that Monday and you was good. And I was like, what? So he, yeah, so this how he was though. So he taking a risk with seven hundred pounds, and, and three fifty of them was mine. He's like, I was trying to surprise you, chief, and I was like, what? I was like, bro, 
why you ain't, you know what I'm saying? Why you ain't say nothing like, and then Melee was out there like a week, like Rashid was out there before, like a week before he got popped. Rashid told me like, Chief, I smelt that shit in the garage. He said, but I ain't know. He said, I was smelling that shit the whole time I was there. Yeah, he's like, Chief, I was smelling that shit the whole time. So now Cavs get popped. Another homie, he was on America's Most Wanted at the time. You don't say no names. He in trouble, you know what I mean? And now it's like, oh my God, I got to fall back now. I'm shaking in my motherfucking boots. I said, damn. I said, these niggas going to tell. I don't know. I don't know how they built like that on the other side. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I'm so, paranoid as shit. Yeah, I'm paranoid as shit. And so I fall back. I stopped talking to him. I had to stop oh, talking yeah. to him. You know what I mean? I had to stop talking to him. And um, because I didn't know, you know, I, mean, I had to protect myself. I know I keep my mouth shut, but I just took it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't know. These Italian niggas might tell me I'm on these black niggas like just running around with these bulls. I don't know. I don't know how they do this. I'm I'm serious. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how these bulls play. I know how we play. I don't know how they play at the time. So I'm fucking with all these Italian niggas and all this shit. I'm like, man, they about to send me up the fucking river. You know what I mean? And I had just caught the bus from Philly. I had came through Texas. I had came on through this shit. Then he get hit in Texas. But the crazy shit was when I came through Texas, I got stopped. I was in Texas. I called my baby mom from in Texas. She's like, what the fuck is you doing? I said, I'm, you know what I mean? I'm on my way to uh, California. <laughs> like, the hell is you doing? I'm not just chilling, you know what I mean? Oh, you know, I see nature and shit, see the world. <laughs> So, so did you did you think he was going to dump the whole case on you? No, I ain't know. I couldn't take the chance. But they didn't know. But I didn't know if they had me on the radar either at the time. So you remember, I just came out. I was I came out there on the bus for a reason, right? right? So you know what I mean. So I ain't you know what I mean. I ain't know. And then what's scary was when I showed up. Like when I had first came out there, right? I left on a Friday night, right? And I called Express Bus to LA, right? I left Philly, Cat Express bus to LA. I get to LA Monday morning, right? I get jammed up in Texas though, in Amarillo, Texas. I get jammed up in Texas for a little while. And for whatever reason, I get jammed up and hung up in Texas for a minute. And then, you know, I get to LA born, show up LA Monday morning, right? So we go right to the McDonald's, right? I meet this old head, like, yo, what's up? I'm like, oh, what's up, boom, boom, boom. So he like, where are you from? I said, I'm from Philly. He said, yeah, he said, I'm from Philly too. I'm like, what? So now my whiskers is up like, what's the odds of that? Come on now. I said, yeah. So I was like, yeah, where you from? He said, I'm from 23rd and Venango. What? I say, okay, that's Philly. I said, yeah. So I said, how long you been out here? Oh man, I've been out here since the watch riots. I said, man, nigga, you ain't from Philly, dog. That nigga was like the police or some shit, man. That nigga told me he was from Philly. That nigga said, he said he been out there since the watch riots and shit. I said, yeah, okay. I went and got my fucking food and sat down and got away from that nigga. I said, yeah, okay. And that should have been my first inclination that something was weird when I came out there. (laughs) First nigga nigga I meet talking about he from Philly. (laughs) The first nigga, I ain't meet nobody else. He the first boy that I meet. He's like, yeah, where you from? So I'm from Philly. He said, I'm from Philly too. 23rd and Venango, that's around the corner from my crib. That nigga was a fucking federal fucking agent. 
not only saved from Philly, from North and everything. He was, yeah, he was, no, he was no, he was around the corner. He lived yeah, around the corner. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, why? I said, this nigga's a fucking fad. I went, yeah, all right, nice meeting you. I went and sat the fuck down and ate my shit and just was watching. But I, and I should have knew right there something was fucking funny when that whole shit, when I first got out there. You know what I mean? So yeah, so yeah, that, 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 that fucked everything up. When he got hit, when he took that hit, I had to shut everything down. I had to disengage, you know what I mean? Yeah, we had to cut all ties at that point because I didn't know what was going on, who was who. who I don't know if he had got told on. I ain't know shit, but I wasn't the fall guy for nobody. So, so, I, so, I, so at that at that point, did you completely stop your music or? No, I kept my music. I stopped fucking with him. Stuff at this yeah, point. I stopped, yeah, I stopped fucking with him. I stopped fucking with him because we need deep in the drug game with the music. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So, I had to just, yeah, I had to just, like, I'm out of here. Because I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know. I was like, these Italian bulls about to send me up the fucking river. I'm telling you, that's all I knew. I was like, man, they ain't going to take no L for me. Yeah, you black, yeah, of course. Yeah. I was like, no, I didn't see that. That shit didn't make no sense. So I went to hide for a while. <clears throat> yeah, I went to hide for a while. So I laid low until that shit cleared. You know, he got bailed out and all that. Whatever the case may be, but I fell, I fell off the map after that baby boy. After, after, after he got out, did he try to contact you again? I talked to him like once or twice, but you know what I mean. I had to cut all ties. Yeah, I had to cut all ties because now you hot. You just got yeah, to Texas. Yeah, you just got it caught in Texas with seven hundred pounds, but you from South Philly, nigga. Yeah, I ain't stupid. I ain't stupid, nigga. You know what I mean? Them cameras is pretty big. The lenses they use is pretty long. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I wasn't, yeah, I couldn't risk it. I couldn't risk it, so I had to fall back, and I didn't know if he was going to tell. You know what I mean? Then it was a couple other boys that took an L. I ain't going to say their names, and I wasn't sure if they was going to tell either. And I ain't know them like that, that they were sending money to me the whole nine. So I was like, no, uh-uh, nope. Nope, 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 y'all ain't getting me. You know what I mean? Nope, I'm out of here. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, he kept far as I know. He ain't telling on me. I don't know what happened, what he did, however, but he ain't telling on me. He ain't telling on me. My name ain't never, yeah, my name ain't never come up with nothing. He ain't telling on me. You know what I'm saying? So, so he was Gucci after, you know, after a couple of years. And, you know, that's it. You know what I mean? It's statue of limitations. You know what I mean? So... <laughs> Once that stat was up, it was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, how you been, bro? Yeah, <laughs> but until then, nah, I ain't had no rap, honestly. All right, All right so since, since that happened with him, who was the next? Who was the next yeah. producer? Yeah, so now, now, now I'm, you know, now I'm just in the mix. So now, who do I start working with after this? Now I'm kind of just kind of freestyling, you know what I mean? Just getting beats from here and there, recording songs here and there, shit. Okay. Um, then around like, I want to say maybe 99, 98, 98, around 98, my man Rasul, um, you know, I had my downtown gang, you know what I'm saying? Stevie Williams, you know what I mean? Legendary professional skateboarder now, you know what I mean? Um, 
MGK, Dirty Ghetto Kids, you know what I'm saying? These are all my youngins at the time, right? So, right. Yeah, so downtown became like my escape route, all right? So I blended in downtown, like, because it was different money and stuff down there. These boys had access to shit I couldn't get. You understand what I'm saying? So right. I, start meet, I start meeting the different skateboarder niggas, and they connected me into other shit. You understand what I'm saying? They was they, they yeah. had access to everything. Now I know how to get mushrooms. They got ads. I said, oh, okay. We got a whole pharmacy down this joint. You know what I mean? Oh, that's what y'all do down here in Love Park. Okay. Whole different group. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I start blending in with them. You know what I mean? But I knew my man Rasul from, um, I knew him from these young boys, 13, 12, 13 years old, or whatever the case may be. And um, he ain't rapping nothing like that. He just skateboarding and shit. He wasn't that good of a skateboarder either. But you know, he used to be around. He was Muslim. I was. He was cool. You know what I mean? And so um, he introduced me to Benny Paz one night on South Street. And um, I was like, "Yo, I want you to meet somebody." Boom, 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 boom. Introduce. They already knew about me. Whatever the case may be. So I was this white boy, I was this little fat white boy, weird and shit, all these earrings and all this shit. But you know, I wasn't like, you know what I mean? I wasn't really judgmental with it, you know, because I fuck with a lot of different people. But you know, you know what I'm saying? Right. Where are these guys from? Because they wasn't like Philly Bulls like that. You know what I mean? They wasn't yeah, like especially if you're the MC. Yeah, yeah. 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 You trying yeah, to see yeah. a vibe, you know what I'm saying? Right. But you know, at the time, he had a movement. You know what I'm saying? Like, you see a motherfucker who dressed like Boy George, you ain't yeah, expecting them motherfuckers like fucking Nas. Nice, you know what I'm Because remember, I'm still hardcore for hardcore North Philly nigga. Right. You know I mean? So I'm looking at niggas like, yeah, who this boy? Who this yeah, boy? shit out the world. Yeah, yeah, who this guy? You know what I mean? But he was cool. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't nothing threatening about him and shit. You know, and then we was in the music business. We was all trying to rap. So it didn't matter that much. That was right. the difference. It was like, well, then we all got this in common, boom, boom, boom. So he introduced him to him, he busted up one night. So then later on, somewhere in the mix, um, he invited me to get on a song. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if it was the arm. I forgot what we did first, but um, so somehow we connect one night and um, we come pick me. He's like, yo, we want you to get you working on this album, boom, boom, boom. We want to get you on this joint. All right, cool. You know what I mean? So at the time, I'm on 52nd and Market and shit, you know what I mean? In the mix, doing what I do. These niggas come pick me up from off Market Street. Him and um, his producer. And um, <clears throat> so they come pick me up. Stoop, Stoop, enemy of mankind. So Stoop and Paz come pick me up from 52nd and Market, right? And you got to stand some war zone out there. I said, man, I hope these white boys don't get robbed coming stopping at this corner, boy. I'm out here with the goons. They don't even know, like, they don't even know. They don't even know what they driving into. You know what I'm saying? But they come pick me up. <laughs> yeah, they come pick me up. Boom, take a ride. They live up in Glen Olden. Never been out there before. Motherfucker got mute. Fucking hear the birds and shit chirping. Fucking grasses cut. Motherfucking, uh, that shit was like back to the fucking future. They had their own little clock in town. Oh, the fuck part of the Philly? Where the fuck am I? Never been the fuck up here before. I ain't been past 69th Street. So I'm like, where the fuck is we at? So I, you know what I mean? So I think we went to Stoop Crib. They had the studio up in the living room. Boom. I think I recorded like two verses, something like that. Then okay. one verse. Yeah, so the one joint was for the song, The Deer Hunter, right? And and so 
that when I recorded that with them, mind you, they got a whole different fan base. They whole, you know, they was already ahead of the game as far as the internet. They was just, he was ahead of his game. Like he was really, he, he had the right people around him. My man Pablo, all these guys, he had a nice team around to get them situated. They just knew a lot more about yeah, the business. Sure. Right? Shit, I had no clue about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did that song, and then that shit, they put that shit out, and I'm like an instant underground fucking. Fuck, it's like it was like when AZ got on fucking on Illmatic, mm. and it was just like instant. And now I'm just large in the underground now. Literally, like overnight, the shit come out, and I'm like, wow. You know what hey. I'm saying? So they, they turned me all the way up with a whole different fan base, though. That I don't know nothing about. I don't even know this this fan base even exists. Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, I'm in the streets heavy. Nobody even really know how heavy you in the streets at that time. So, so at at that point, once you found this new, this new, um, this new fan base, mm-hmm. did you just start targeting your music towards that particular fan base, or, <clears throat> or still trying to like brand yeah. and yeah. things like that? You know, stuff yeah, like I, that. I, yeah, I think it kind of naturally happened. Okay. You understand? Know Once I seen how big that got, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like this boy got a movement going on. And then the first show that we did, it was sold out. It was, it was just wild. It was wild, and I was like, "Oh shit, what's this?" You know what I mean? Like, what is this? You know what I mean? And 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 yeah, it, it was like you seen it brewing. Like you seen it. Like if you knew it, and you knew like, "Yo, this boy got something going on right here." Like this is gonna be big. You know what I mean? Whether you liked it or not, I knew I was like, this shit gonna be big. I said, how the fuck they get all these people here? This is crazy. And this before nobody know anything. You hear me? Right. And the first show is is, is going. It's it's, it's, people, it's it's wild. I was like, wow, okay. So now it's like, okay. Now I'm I'm like, I ain't all the way street at this point. I said, okay, I can you know what I mean? It's a whole different market. It's a whole different genre right here. You know what I'm saying? And um, I was already, you know what I mean, on the conscious tip and stuff like that already. But then I got a chance to, like, go in and dig into other shit I typically wasn't even going to rap about, but I was interested in. You see that? But I was keeping that shit kind of in my back pocket. Right. And now it was like, oh, I got an avenue. I can actually do this song. Oh, yeah, okay. So they opened their pipeline up <clears throat> for me. They opened a whole other pipeline. They opened me up to a whole other thing. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so that, you know, that was like, man, whew, that was a hell of a pass off. <clears throat> Honestly, it was a hell of a pass off right there because that shit carried me for 20 some years. Just that one song. That's <laughs> fucking amazing, man. You know what I mean? talk about <clears throat> hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands and thousands of sales of that, 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 that album, Violent by Design, that they put out. And so that set me off in that world, but a lot of them didn't even know I was already rapping before that. They didn't know about the meaning of the AG. They didn't know about this stuff came before that. So when you got the buzz, when you got the buzz from Deer Hunter, did that, did that spark you to um, want to start your first album? Or was you still looking to like spread your name around to <clears throat> features on other people's projects? It was a little bit of both. Cause I'm still running the streets, so you know that was verses. I got verses. I'm a rapper. I got you know what I mean. I've already been doing this for so long. Like it was that was nothing. 
Like, that was like, okay, I got something for that. Boom, there we go. Oh, yeah, I got something for that. Oh, let's go. Okay. Gotcha. You know what I mean? And then I'm back running around doing what I do. So I didn't take it that serious in the sense of like, okay, I'm getting on that joint. I didn't know what that shit was going to do. I didn't even get paid for it. My thing was just to make sure that I was on shit, period. If it was a, if it was a, a Nick getting sold in the park, I wanted a piece of it. I got you. And, and that's how I was with the music shit. So if yeah. it was doing something, then I wanted to be on it. Yeah, so I wanted to be on it. So I didn't know that they was going to be that big. I didn't know that till the first show. And I said, what the hell is this? And I was like, oh shit, this, yeah, this is about to turn into something. You know what I'm saying? So, so, but still, even after that, I'm still running and ripping and running in the streets and doing what I do. You know what I'm saying? So, now I done put, I'm on all kind of records and singles I done did with labels and, you know what I'm saying? Oh man, shout out to Jimmy Drew, Soul Spasm. I dropped a single with Soul Spasm. Oh uh, man, it was, it was, I was all over the place. You, you know what I mean? Uh, so then, my man Ian, one day, man, Ian was like, yo, watch. I was like, what's up? He was like, yo, because I got a homie. Man, they got a label they start, and they try to put my shit out. I want to introduce you to him. I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah. I was like, okay, yo, what's up? Set it up, right? So this is why I meet Charlie Greenberg, right? Good Hands Records. Okay. Right? This was me and Charlie first meet him, Larry Bailey, you know what I'm saying? And, um, yo, we have a meeting, sit down, and you know what I'm saying? like yo let's do it you know what i mean so yo i mean they back my vision you know what i'm saying they let me they let me do what i wanted to do you know what i'm saying so one day so we started you know we did our paperwork got the contracts and all that shit together boo you know what i mean hit me with a little advance and shit you know what i mean good people's good from the good from the from the, from the I always had a, a good judge of character when it came to doing doing business with guys you know what i'm saying right. so when i met them i knew i was like these some good dudes right here you know what i'm saying I'm like, some good guys right here. And so I was so running the world. So, so immediately you, you felt like you can trust them? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because immediately they just, they was just genuine. They was just genuine to me. Like, you know what I mean? It wasn't no, it was genuine. So I was like, so it's like, yo, okay, they gonna do the album. This gonna be the first album right here. I'm gonna finally get this shit done. I'm gonna finally get it done. You know what I'm saying? So that's the beginning of Cold status. You know what I mean? So one day, Charlie was like, yo, yo, uh, I got, I got, I'm cool with, uh, I, got, I talked to Fat Gary, who's a uh, guru manager. I think it was maybe guru manager at the time. I'm pretty sure it was, but he's like, yo, I'll talk to Fat Gary, yo. We might can get guru on the song. I was like, yeah. Because you never really hear nobody talk about getting guru on those songs. Because he, he hasn't I mean? done songs with a lot of people, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I'm not even thinking like, oh, that's even possible. Do he do songs? You know, like I never know Guru to you know what I'm saying? I just know Guru for being with Primo. I don't know him for popping up on random records with me, especially the right. new nigga like me. You know what I'm saying? So, man, Charlie gonna put that shit together. And this this not like, you know, this ain't the, the two this ain't the sending the MP3s and files and shit over. Ain't that error, man. We set the session up at 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 um at Rough House Studios, you know what I mean? The legendary Joe the Butcher and Guru came down to the studio and we wrote in the studio. So when when you meet him, what was his attitude like? Was he cocky and arrogant or was he down to earth guy? No, no, because you got to understand Guru already an old head at the time. He already an OG. You understand what I'm saying? He already an OG at that time. So Guru come in, you know what I mean? 
you know, fly, you know what I mean? Even though we're from Boston, we come with the fly New York vibe, you know what I'm saying? Boom, 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 what up, what up, peace, God, da, 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 you know what I'm saying? All love, and we get right to work. Yeah, because he you know came so? out in what, 89? <laughs> exactly, right? So, and at this, at this time, with, with you and him, this is about 2004 now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so he come and, um, yeah, Google come down to the studio. Him and, um, and Solar, fucking suck-ass Solar. I ain't like that motherfucker when I first met him. And he wound up being exactly who the fuck I thought he was later on once Google transitioned and went to the other side, nigga. Try to destroy that nigga whole legacy. You know what I'm saying? Thinking he was fucking primo this. He was a fucking sucker. So if you out there, nigga, fuck you, nigga. You know what I mean? Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. So, yeah, so Solar, um, he came down, brought Guru down. And, um, yeah, we in the studio. And we work and we bang the song out right then and there. Drank some brews and shit, smoked some weed. And voila. <laughs> and I got a song with my legend. That's that's, that's 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 amazing, man. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't no weird, you know what I mean? Send the verse or none of that shit. Nah, he came right. from New York. He came from New York, the Kasha High. Again, Guru didn't do a lot of songs with people. No, no, uh, you know what I mean? It was just my, that was my time. It was a blessing for me. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, yeah. And from that point on, we was Gucci. He came down for my album party and everything. Like that, I can remember offhand he did songs with who he thought was real cold MCs. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, so nice, recorded, like, yeah. like nice and smooth. Um, uh, you, Inspector yeah. Deck, uh, Jada Kiss, just to name a few. We're gonna check it out. This is a good Guru. crazy part. The crazy part when we record in Coach Status is recorded between Philly and Pittsburgh. All right. So up and up to Berg, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, shout out to Paz and you know what I mean? Make sure I give a shout out to Piz ass, you know what I mean? Cause that was that was really that opened up the gates for me, you know what I mean? Right. So, you know what I mean? Shout out to Vinny P, you know what I mean? So um so now um so the Google joint drop boom 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 right we record in between you know we do this album in between Philly and Pittsburgh at the time right so boy E Dan he's like the best producers you know we had the studio up in the bird and um guess who was up there recording at the time he was a young who's that it was Khalifa oh wow right so Lil Wiz I'm in the studio sitting with Wiz I'm sitting in there smoking weed I think it's all day long right and um, like you know, now this, now this yeah, before yeah. This before he blew up, right? Yeah, this before he blew up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, this before he blew up. And this is a studio. This, you know, what I mean, this home studio. He was from the bird. You know what I mean? So, Wiz used to be right in there, young boy, like fifteen, but, but he was he was grinding. That boy be in the studio as much as I was in the studio, and we spending the night in the studio. We just go out, get food, and come back. And Wiz is right next door, sitting in there, smiling, writing his lyrics and shit. And I'm like, look at y'all, boy, you don't know that you're about to be one of the biggest artists soon, though. <laughs> you can't right. ever tell. You don't know. You can't see this shit. You know what I'm saying? He's sitting right there. I'm sitting when he married Daddy. Sitting when he married Daddy. You know what I mean? So, yeah, we recorded an album in between um, of Pittsburgh and uh, Philly and shit. And then that was my first project. You know what I mean? First official album through good hands, you know what I mean? So shout out to Larry, you know what I mean? Charlie, 
doing his thing now. You know what I'm saying? And now, with that yeah. being your first, your first project, um, was it any producers that you was looking to work with on your first project, or you didn't care? You just was just nah, I didn't really care. I just wanted okay. to beats. I wasn't caught up in no names or none of that shit. Just bring, just give me the heat. That's it. Okay. That's it. The only real name producer I had on that album was S. Dot. And that's not that already producer Jay Z, you know what I'm saying? And um, Dot is so funny because Dot came to the studio with a briefcase, right? He came to the studio with a gray briefcase, and uh, he had his he used to carry his MPC in an attaché case, like like a bank. Like he was going to the bank, so he come, he got this briefcase with him, right? Oh, what the fuck is this dude doing, right? So that's Dot coming to the studio, right? He playing banger after banger. You hear me? And I'm like, I want that one. I said, I want that one. I want that one. Right? So then, um, S-Dot was expecting him to get a check for the beats the same. Like, as soon as I picked the beats, S-Dot was there to get the check. He didn't play all that coming in. Nah, S-Dot was ready to get the check. All right, you hear me? So S-Dot got his attache case with the MP in it, right? So he's like, yeah, we're cutting the check next week. And some, some shit like that. S-Dot slowly closed the attache case down. <laughs> Yeah, he turned no next week shit. Oh yeah, he closed that box down. Yeah, that box didn't open back up. I think to Charlie wrote him a check for the beats, and then the box opened back up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, motherfucker, that's how that works. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you gotta put the money. You gotta put the money in the box. Yeah, so that was like, yeah, that was um. Yeah, Dot was like, yo, he closed that shit down. I know that was the funniest shit ever. When he heard no check, he's like, yeah, boom. Yeah, it just flew up everything. Yeah, that shit ain't open back up to Charlie cut that check. And then it was like, yeah, the Pandora's box opened back up and then the beats came back. Did you did you know that did you know that Charlie was gonna do that to him or Nah, we, you're just, we, expect, you're nah, we wasn't we wasn't expecting to listen. Yeah, nah, we wasn't expecting to, Yeah, I don't think we wasn't expecting to pay for the tracks right then and there. Like, so you know what I mean? No, we didn't know he was gonna do that. You know what I'm saying? But you know, we did have a budget and it wasn't nothing for Charlie to cut the check. So Charlie cut the check and then the machines came back on here. Man, that's just funny as shit. Oh man, so yeah, so that's how Cool Status dropped right there. That's the first album right there. So shout out to Charlie and Larry. You know what I mean? My comrades and shit for life right there, boy. Because they picked up the pieces. They kind of right. put it all, put it all together. Because there's a lot of time between all these singles and before I drop an album. A lot of time. It's a lot of singles. Well, I'm on a lot of shit before I actually get to my own album. So it couldn't happen without them. It happened with them, you know what I mean? So you know, you know Larry, you know, you know, I mean, you, you know, you meet guys like that once in a lifetime. Now I see in in two thousand and eight, two thousand and eight, you dropped the project with Killer Priest called Beautiful Minds. You want to talk about how that came about and what that process was like? That was um, Charlie put that together. I think I don't remember they running the concept on me like yo. Um, cause they was, they already did an album with Priest. I, I forgot which one it was, but they had, uh, Behind the Stained Glass, right? So that was one of Priest's indie joints and, um, Charlie and them put that out. If I'm, yeah, they put that joint out. 
Oh, all that was on paper, right? Oh, no, nah, that was on, on good hands. Good hands, right? Okay. Yeah, fuck baby green. Yeah, that was on good hands. So, um, yeah, so, yeah, so, at around that time, I think that's when Charlie was like, we was talking about, yo, you want to do a project of Priest? It just it came up in the air. Or whatever. And I think we was really trying to figure out something new to do, you know what I'm saying? Something right. next, you know what I mean? So, I was like, yo, look at that stuff, let's get it, you know what I mean? So, Yo, we said talk to Priest was with it, you know what I mean? I flew out to Cali. He banged that shit out in like four days. A lot of people don't know that. Wow. <clears throat> but yeah, we put that album together in like a week. Was the process working with him easy or Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're working with professional real MCs, it ain't even a process. They just do what they do. You know what I'm saying? So as fast as I was putting the verse together, he was too. So he wrote everything at the studio. Yeah, yeah, we worked all that shit in the studio. Yeah, okay. yeah, my man, seasick engineer. I don't know where you at, seasick, but you hear this shit, man. Let me know you alive, nigga. You know what I mean? I know that boy with yeah. hot ass fucking beats. Yeah, yeah, seasick had some shit too. You know what I mean? So we had a bunch of beats from a duffel. I don't even know who produced what. I couldn't tell. There's a lot of L's ago. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, we banged that shit out like six or seven days or some shit. Matter of fact, the first night, we was at my man DJ Woo crib, right? DJ Woo got all the exotic insects and shit. You know, Priest is heavy into like, you know what I mean? Into the insects and, and, and reptiles and shit like that. So Woo had like a whole zoo in his fucking crib. Like this nigga got spiders and all kind of crazy shit. So, you know, it's the first night <laughs> when I really, when I've been out in Cali smoking and all that shit, but I'm out there like, yeah, I'm gonna blow, you know, ain't roll it up. So who was like, yeah, you wanna take it easy? I said, nah, roll that shit up. Listen, man, I, next thing I know, my face is on the table. I was looking at the rest. Oh, shit, that's yeah, that, that shit. Nigga, that nigga smoked every kind of bud. Man, shout out to DJ Wu, man. He just hit me up on Instagram a couple of days ago, too, man. And uh, yeah, he smoked me under the table, yo. Like, I ain't, yeah, I was gone. He smoked me. I never, yeah, I never. Going off of one L? Yeah, two L's, man. I was, I don't know, we were smoking. Whatever we were smoking, that shit put me under. I was collapsed, sleep, on the table, sleep. You hear me? Yeah, I woke up looking around. I see fucking salamanders and shit in cages and shit. I'm like, where the fuck am I at? <laughs> he told me to take it, take it easy, bro. Take it easy. I'm like, nah. I'm on my North Philly shit. That's what we do. <sighs> Boom. Next thing you know, I'm looking around. Oh, shit. Yeah, we, we must, yeah, not smoking no shit like that. Man, hell no. We smoking that Bobby Boucher nigga back <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. Brown Jr. and shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, so that's how that went down and shit, you know what I mean? We banged that shit out a couple of days and boom, yeah. Yo. What was your What was your favorite song on that album? Mm. Uh, or do you, do you even fucking remember? I don't, I don't, you know what I mean? I don't know. I never really had favorite songs and shit. I kind of, I never, you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't so really it's more of the process. You get in there, not the song or the album. Yeah, we don't really, yeah, we go to the next song. We don't really dwell on the last one because that's another zone. That's all over with. So we get to the next zone. Gotcha. You know I mean, every song is a different zone. So it's like, we ain't going to stay in that zone, keep listening to that shit over and over and over again because that's going to keep us from getting the next fresh shit. Done. So we just bang them shits out, put that shit to the side, keep it moving. 
You know what I'm saying? That's the key, you know what I mean? So that was kind of always my process. I never really went back and listened to the shit that I did after the fact. Maybe if I'm sitting with somebody else and they never heard it, then boom, most of the time, like once it's done, it's a lot of A lot of artists will go back and constantly listen to what they put out and what they made. And, you know, always trying to say, damn, I should have did this, I should have did that. It's too, it's too, it is done and made, put out, like you said, move the fuck on. Yeah, just move the fuck on. You know what I mean? So, motherfucker, going to or not? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Now we bang that shit out, kept it moving. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> on to the next shit. You know what I mean? So, but now overall, dope, dope experience. You know, I mean, Priest is already fucking professional. He just right. He's like an alien and shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like you got certain bulls that just. They just, it don't matter. You know what I mean? Playing the agent like that. It's some bulls that they just professional fucking rappers. This is what they do. You know what I mean? They, they, this is what they do. And on, at any time, at any given time, they could put it together. That's really the sign of a true MC. They don't need no inspiration. They put, they inspire themselves. They need no inspiration. I don't need no inspiration. I don't need nobody to get me hype. Was you, was you, was you excited to do the album with him or did you just oh, yeah, have it? Yeah, 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 because, yeah, because, uh, it's just yeah. another artist or just another experience. Uh, see, with him, it was different because he already, he already rolling with the hit with, with, with one of the top groups in the world. So right. as an MC, it's like, okay, so now I'm going to be on their radar and I'm going to get with him and I'm going to show my ass and then boom. Right, so that's what that's about. Like now, I'm, I'm on the radar with the greats now because he because he rolled with the greats. So there's right. no way they're not gonna be able to hear me now, right? So now I'm yeah. So it was like yeah, yeah, I'm hyped to do this. You know what I mean? Because I know how far it's gonna go and I know who's gonna hear it, right? So I need them to hear it because I need the validation from them. That's who I want to be like, yo, he that bull. I want Jizzle to be like, who that? You understand right. what I'm saying? I want the Rizzo to be like, yo, who that? You know what I mean? So that's that's the goal, right? That's the goal. And for the real MCs is to get validated by the, the OGs. The other great really MCs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other great MCs. And then we good after that. We good. So that's all I wanted was my validation. Yeah, I'm one of them bulls and I hang with the best of them. You know what I'm saying? And I'm from Philly. So and was it more Philly. was it more important to get validation? From your peers or from the fans? I need it from the peers. The fans would just fall in line. You know what I'm saying? But I needed it from my peers. You know what I'm saying? Because ultimately, I needed to get on records with them too. The only way I was going to get on, on their records is if they heard me already on the records already. All right? So, but, but you know, <clears throat> so that's that's what it's really about. Like, okay, I'm going to go play for this team right here because I know this 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 the minor league team for the, for the major league team. Right, you understand what I'm saying? So these scouts is gonna be watching. Like, yo, y'all see that bull? Yeah, we need to bring him over. He hitting, he man, his his hitting percentage is crazy right now. Right, you know what I mean? So that's what it's about. It's always an angle, right? It's always an angle in the music business. So yeah, that was yeah. So yeah, it was. I was definitely excited to do that job because it was like, okay, I already knew he had a rep. And being an ill lyricist, and now it was my time to stuff. I'm like, I'm an ill lyricist too, and I'm from Philly, and that, and a lot of it is because I'm from Philly, and Philly wasn't getting a rent, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like we should have been getting, you know, we had thought that was really it. Beans and it wasn't out yet, really like that. 
Yeah, they yeah, they wasn't even out yet. You're right. They were not really coming. They wasn't really Beans was out, but it what we until Beans came out, we ain't really had that rep, rep. You know what I'm saying? We ain't had that rep that we wanted for as our street culture and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Black right. thought didn't rep, rep, black thought didn't represent that. You know what I mean? Right. So, it's on a different, yeah, it's on a different vibe. It a, yeah, it was a different vibe. So we didn't really get solidified till Beans hit the streets. And it was like, okay, that's he rapping for us. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, so a lot of it was like, okay, I'm the underground nigga from Philly, but y'all gonna respect me. And y'all gonna respect me because I'm gonna be headbanging with all the big boys that y'all already respect. I'm coming. You know what I mean? That was my attitude. So it didn't really matter. It could have been pretty matter, whoever it was. I was getting on the album. I had the opportunity. I was getting on it with anybody to do what I do, you know what I'm saying? So right. That, you know, luckily that joint popped up and it was fitting for what I was doing. It fit right into the narrative, the way that I was moving at that time with my music, the direction, everything. So it was perfect. It was like the perfect setup. It was a perfect opportunity for me at the time. So I took advantage of it. <laughs> right, the beautiful, the beautiful Minds Project, did, did y'all come up with the, um, with the vision of that together or... It was just like um, make the song, make the songs as we go. I don't even remember, yo. I don't even remember. We just got in the studio, start banging the songs out, yo. I don't even remember. Yeah, I don't even remember. I don't even remember because I I know the song with Planet Asia. Planet Asia was in the studio chilling. He came through like, oh, my child here, boom, boom. PA came through. Next thing I know, PA version was on the song. Yeah, next thing I know, I, was, I don't even remember. We was just vibing and like, yo, I, I like that joint. Put it in the name. And then he just go and boom, I just watch it. It was just like, that was real organic. You know what I mean? It was real organic. I think they the best projects though. You know what I'm saying? So, yep, yep, yep. So beautiful minds, yeah. So after the, after the Beautiful Minds project, what was next on your radar that you wanted to do as an artist? I ain't really had no, um, I ain't really had no, I was kind of just going with the flow, honestly. Okay. Yeah, I was kind of going with the flow and shit, because before that, I dropped the Juju Mob album. It was so much stuff, man. I was on so much stuff. It's like, I literally need to write my own little checklist now. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot of stuff, man. You recorded hundreds and hundreds of songs, man. It started getting blurred. Like, oh shit, I forgot I did that record. I forgot I did that album. Sometimes I go to YouTube and just type my name in, and then I'll find some shit that I forgot about. Like, oh shit, damn. So I'll be having to re educate myself about shit that I did. Right. Like the project. I, I was expecting to see a lot more on, um, to see you with Army of, Army of the Pharaoh a lot. Mm-hmm. And we did the, um, the first album, you know what I'm saying? I was on most of that first joint. And um, and we did, yeah, we sold a lot. We sold a lot of albums off that first album um, with the Army of the Pharaohs project. And another one solidified me, you know what I'm saying? Because we was running an underground. Like, and, and just, you know, I, it, it really ain't no underground group that really ever touched with Paz did and the way that he did it at that time. Like, nobody was, yeah. it, was it was a couple bulls out there, but overall, man, we was, we was putting a foot in their ass. You know what I'm saying? Like we had our own Philly Wu Tang. You were liking it to that. You know what I mean? That's how. That's how. That's how that shit was moving. And nobody couldn't really fuck with us. Period. Like 
just be my by me by myself. That's how I felt personally. Like you know me, I'm going. Man, I wish that I wish that movement, but it kept going with all y'all together like that. Yeah, it kept going for a minute. I just disbanded from it. You know what I'm saying? So I had to step off. You know what I mean? But um, no, nah, they kept it. They kept was it was it something personal or was it just yeah, something it was uh, personal business? All that. You know what I mean? Yeah, all that. So. But um, yeah, but um, yeah, they kept moving and I kept moving. But see, my thing, and I was already a solo artist. I could hold my weight. I didn't need no group to carry. So I could do it my, and I did it my way anyway. You know what I'm saying? My thing was always to do it my way. So whether or not, you know, dudes came and went, that shit didn't matter. I was going to do it anyway. You understand what I'm saying? I was going to do it anyway. So it wasn't no stopping me. You know what I mean? And if dudes thought they was going to do it, then they was going to get smoked. Period. Point blank. I'm ready to go to war. 16s, 36s, 600 bars, whatever y'all want. I'm ready to have it. So, and that's my attitude. That's always been my attitude as a rapper. So, you know what I mean? You know, so it didn't matter to me how it went or whatever. I knew I was ready to hold my own regardless. And I did. You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, it's a hell of a so ride, did the Black Candles project, did that come come from the Army of the Pharaohs or? No, no, that was me. That was my own personal shit. Nah, that came, that was my, that was out of my clique. So that, you know, that came, that was, that was my project. You know, that was my, my vision. Um, did you want to do that? Did you want to do the Juju Mob Black Candles project? To go against Army of the Pharaoh because no, you said nah, you left nah, the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, I had nothing to do with that. Nah, uh-uh. Okay. I, was, I still know nah, that was all in the same time. We had just dropped that shit right before that. They came out like the year behind each other. Yeah, you go look at when the Black Candles came out and when Ritual of Battle came out. All oh, that shit is right close, right next. And now I think the one beat that we had, I think they stole the beat. I swear they, they heard the one beat. And they used the same beat. It was weird. I rapped on the same beat. That's that's that. why that's why I was yeah, asking that, was that question. Was it some weird. type of? I always thought, nah, nah, no, nah. I wasn't no beat. We, I was still rolling with them at the time. Okay. No, nah, nah, that was just my project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my project and shit. So, nah, it didn't really. That was just bad. But I swear the one beat they took that shit. I swear they heard that beat and made the posse song. The Rian Reef and them had the same beat. I wanted to rap on the same beat on the Juju Mob album and on that album. <laughs> yeah, Do you know the shit. song? You remember the song? Yeah, whatever that single was for that ritual battle. I told you, I don't remember half that shit. I dropped my verses and keep that shit moving. <laughs> I wouldn't know them songs so niggas like yo we doing the show tonight oh okay what song oh and then I'm like oh okay yeah I got it <laughs> well that's when you go back like alright I gotta remember yeah, this yeah, yeah 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 I always know my verses but I don't you know what I mean but um that's you know I, I don't harbor on projects I move to the next shit so yeah you know yeah that was that you know what I mean so just to bring all that up to date you know what I'm saying but yeah, it was a hell, hell of a run. And then, you know, from there, I dropped um, uh, Rise and Rise, Volume 1. Um, what else? Uh, Clock of Destiny, Radio Raheem, um, Concrete Gospel. Um, what else we got in there? Beautiful Minds. Um, and yeah, I think, that's, I, think, I think that's it, right? Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't even remember actually how many albums I got. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, been a hell of a run, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, y'all. So, yo, Chief Kamachi, Big T, Minister Defense. Yes, sir. Episode two. We're going to see y'all on the other side. Peace. Peace.